said once again? I used to say after songs of worship like that, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. But our God consumes wet altars. Isn't it amazing to think about the glory of heaven? I continually these days am taken back to Revelation 7 9. There is a picture of a vast multitude that no one can count from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every race gathered around the throne worshiping the Lamb. He alone is worthy of all of our worship, of all of our praise. Today I want to continue in focusing on some core practices. We're talking about those, those behaviors that mark the life of believers. We've spent a great deal of time over the last several weeks talking about prayer. And today I want to turn to another practice. I want to talk about Bible intake, Bible study, getting the Word of God into your life. Now this seems almost so elementary, so fundamental and foundational that for us to, to think about telling Christians that they ought to read the Bible is, is almost so far beneath us. And yet statistically it's borne out time and time again that many people aren't spending time in the Word of God. Beyond that, the, the fruit of our lives is evidence that we're not living our lives according to the Word of God. We see it in our churches, we see it in our homes, we see it in our nation. And so as we back up today and just look at this idea of Bible intake, I want us to think about these practices as fundamental to our faith. I want us to look at these practices as so foundational for everything that we do. My desire in preaching on all of these is to challenge every single one of us to simply ask, am I living the life of a Christ follower? I mean, for you and for me, I'm not talking to your neighbor that's sitting next to you or behind you. I really pray that I would speak to each heart today and, and you would begin to just look into your own life introspectively and say, am I truly living out the life of a Christ follower? Now, I think it's important for us to, to consider this. I believe that there are measurable, clear, visible activities that flow out of the life of the Christian. But along with that, there are two opposing errors that we can easily slip off into if we're not careful. And I want us to think about these together. You know, for many, it would be so nice if we just simply said, there are no rules. I'm just going to follow Jesus and I'm going to live my life with this complete freedom. And yet the Bible doesn't even give us that luxury. The Bible's clear. There are some things we are to do. Paul told Timothy, discipline yourself. For the purpose of godliness. And yet the danger of that kind of discipline is legalism. We can become so trapped, so focused in legalism that we slip off this edge. And legalism is this improper emphasis on our works. Don Whitney said it this way. He said it focuses on the manifestations of spirituality that 
right from the purpose of God. And so there is some middle ground here. Does that make sense? I just want to make sure that we lay the foundation for where we're going. You see, the other side, the opposite of legalism is license. And many people live as though the freedom in Christ means there's no measurable standards of their spiritual life. It means that, that I can just do whatever I want to and I'll grow in godliness. Jesus himself said something pretty unique. He said, man does not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that does what? Proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, if you are on this license train running off that error, what, what in the world does it look like to say, I'm going to live by every word if I've never read every word? So between legalism and license, there is this wonderful place in the middle where we discipline ourselves for the pursuit of seeking Christ-likeness in our lives, longing for Christ to be formed in us and built up in us and raised up in us so that it will impact our lives. The spiritually disciplined Christian should be living their lives between these two errors. Think about it. On one hand, because of the grace experienced through Christ, we should not be focused on man-made rules. We, we're set free from those things. Paul would say Galatians, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty that you have in Christ. But on the other hand, that same heart-changing grace of Jesus ought to lead you and me to a place where we would sincerely discipline ourselves and longing to pursue godliness, hungering daily to say, oh, Jesus, make me into what you want me to be. So maybe some of you that are kind of teetering dangerously on the edge of, well, I, I'm just free in Christ. And those of you who are saying, I'm growing in Christ, but I'm doing it by sheer force. Maybe legalism or license are ruling and reigning in your hearts. And I want us to come back to the middle. <clears throat> Excuse me, I want us to see that no spiritual discipline is perhaps more important than the intake of God's word. And we must discipline ourselves to know God and to be godly in His Word. We must know His Word intimately. Before we talk about Bible intake this morning, I want us to just simply lay one more piece of foundation. Why would we want to take in the Bible? Why is it so relevant and so important that we would do so? I think it's important for us to see that, that it's beyond the motive. And, and really, if you think about legalism, sometimes the motive is just why do I want to measure these things so I can make myself look better? So others will look at me and say, wow, look at Scott. He's memorized so many verses. Look at Scott. He's such a man of prayer. No, I, I long to do these disciplines not so that I'll be noticed by others, but so that I will line my life up with the life of Jesus. But why do we take in the Bible? I think it's predicated on our belief about the Bible. What is the Bible? It is the Word of God. It is the Word of God. Let the weight of that thought fall heavy into this place today. We treat the Word of God with such flippancy.